This week's podcast is sponsored by Manscaped. Get 20% off and free shipping with promo code WFOD at manscaped.com. The people demand we give them one. After a week of waiting, the time has come. Uh, Travis, I'll give you a, a, a peek into some of the, the good criticism I get, like some of the, the real quality suggestions I, I get on how to improve the show. Uh, earlier today, Travis, uh, it was suggested to me that uh, the way to improve the program is to replace you with my wife. Oh, well, that's nice. Replace Travis. Well, he didn't say replace Travis. But he said, oh, well, you should do the show with your wife and drunk. Ah, there he was. Travis. Forever. I am joined by my co-host, the illustrious Mr. Travis Hulse. Hello. The phone number to contact the show, leave us a voicemail, 636-487-HAND-OR-WFOD-SHOW on Skype. Travis, we have one hell of a program for you. Coming up after the break, we are going to be talking to founder and CEO of MoviePass, Mr. Stacy Spikes current CEO was not a CEO when the company bombed and everybody got super sad. Do you uh, remember that clear, Travis, right up, when, uh, right when like, you could only go see Slender Man at 1 o'clock? That was the only thing you could go see? Yeah, and you had to sit in the very front row. <laughs> yeah, Stacey, he, he wasn't involved then. Yeah, it went from uh, blackout dates where you can't see it at peak time on Friday at 7 o'clock to uh, you can go to your local theater and see Slender Man at 4.30 in the morning, but you have to sit in the front and you can't bring a friend. <laughs> Travis, have you seen, I don't know if you saw this, if I shared this with you, the, uh, the, the AI Seinfeld that somebody just made an AI Seinfeld that streams all the time? It's just forever, yes. right? Like it just goes on and on and on and on and on. And AI is just creating Seinfeld all the time. This AI shit is is terrifying. <laughs> it's it, terrifying. Have you seen you you've obviously seen the pictures of the gals that have been posted on like Twitter and stuff, right? Like where AI is creating like people three almost I uh, three almost identical looking blonde gals who are very attractive and very buxom. Uh, the only thing that shows you that. Uh, uh, it's AI that created these very realistic photos uh, that their their fingers are on backwards or their elbows bend the wrong way. If you look very closely, so it's, like it's they terrifying. Re they reach behind them, Travis. What do you mean their arms bend the wrong? They're way? like their hands will be on like their left hand will be turned where the thumb will be on the outside, 
or their hands will have like six fingers and then a thumb on it or their elbows will like be jointed inside instead of outside like oh. there's there's really weird things that ai cannot apparently replicate but the rest of it is like somebody took a picture of these people there but they're not real people it's it's crazy travis jody uh sent me something i don't think i'm supposed to talk about this so i'll be vague be very vague uh, one of our mutual friends is uh building an ai of another one of our mutual friends oh. and he sent me an example of it it's getting pretty good pretty quick yeah travis. it's not perfect but it's good enough to where good. this guy spent $5 and sent some podcast episodes of a guy. And this AI is just like, oh, yeah, I'll just be that guy now. Well, I told you very recently, I think with uh, like two weeks ago, friend of the show, Andrew Heaton of the Political Orphanage. He on one of his bonus episodes uh, for Patreon subscribers, which I, I uh, am a member. One of his his deals was that he had. Uh, fed a bunch of his show scripts into like chat PT. The chat thing wrote an entire script of the political orphanage. <laughs> and then he sent that into a duplication of his voice, which is exactly like his voice, except some of the like connotation, like some of his like way, way he speaks, some of his beats and stuff that Heaton usually has. It doesn't have, but if you didn't know any better, this AI created an episode and read an episode of his podcast. And it's just, it's, it feels a little empty. So it's kind of gross feeling when you're listening to it. But at the same time, it is 90% knowing to being, knowing it, what it is, it's interesting. Yeah, it's yeah. interesting, but it's it's like it's like almost ninety percent all the way to being just <laughs> a straight up episode of his his show. Terms, we're just gonna we're gonna wally ourselves. We're all just gonna be big globs of shit, like having the robots do all the work, and we're gonna be needless globs. Wouldn't want to keep their favorite show going. But it's not just about helping the show stay on the air. As a Patreon contributor, you'll also get exclusive access to bonus content, behind-the-scenes peaks, and even the opportunity to participate in Q&A sessions with the host. Imagine having the chance to ask me, Andrew Heat, your most burning questions. It's like having your very own personal radio show, except without the fame and fortune. But that's not all. As a Patreon contributor, you'll also have the satisfaction of knowing that you're directly contributing to the success of your favorite show. And let's face it, who doesn't love feeling like a VIP? So don't wait any longer. Head on over to patreon.com slash NDREW. And we're, we're just going to end up being plugged into machines. We're going to be fat globs plugged into machines. And we're going to be in that Bruce Willis movie, Surrogates, where we just have like fake versions of ourselves out in the world while we, you know, overdose on cheese puffs or some shit. IV Velveeta into our veins. Yeah. Just pumping right through. <laughs> it's electrolytes. <laughs> So, guys, uh, Stacy Stacy Spikes, he has a book. It's called Black Founder, The Hidden Power of Being an Outsider. It's available in bookstores now. Uh, looking forward to talking to him, Travis, because I got a lot of questions. I've been reading this book, uh, and obviously we know about MoviePass. So, right. We've been uh, talking about it for years. So uh, let's talk to Stacy. Support for WFOD is brought to you by Manscaped, who is the best in men's below-the-waist grooming. Their products are precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. 
Join over 7 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped. You said 7 million? Yeah. If my math is correct, that's 14 million balls. 20% <laughs> off and free worldwide shipping with the code WFOD at manscaped.com. The performance package 4.0 has arrived, and oh man, is it a game changer. Inside this package, you'll find their Lawnmower 4.0 trimmer, Weed Whacker Ear and Nose Hair Trimmer, the Crop Reviver Toner. That's what I use. You know that 4.0's got a light. I know, it's got a so light. So you can see what you're doing. While you're sitting on the john. Yeah. You know, you can't you can't see down there. No. It's dark, especially in the morning. I do all my best ball trimming in the morning. But <laughs> Manscaped figured out a solution. Yeah. Light on the put razor. A li- put a light on it. That, that's what, what the good drills have, too, Travis. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> and guess what? You can use it in the shower, too, because it's water-resistant. 20% <laughs> off and free worldwide shipping with the code WFOD at manscaped.com. And this package includes two free gifts, the boxer shorts and a shed travel bag. Nice bag to keep all your, your goodies in. Bring your comfort and boxers to another level. Time to take care of yourself. Go to manscaped.com, get 20% off and free shipping with code WFOD. Being a father doesn't mean just supporting the kids financially, but also being consistently present in their lives, physically, mentally, and emotionally. There is simply no way any man can do this for 12 kids, even if they all live in the same home. And then to think in Nick's case, the kids live in six different households. Nick Cannon. Again, you left it in. Nick Cannon. You said you're stretched too thin. Eleven kids, more kids than toes. Go to Chuck E. Cheese, stop blowing loads. Nick Cannon. Fod goes hard. Welcome back. Our guest tonight is the CEO and founder of MoviePass. His new memoir is called Black Founder, The Hidden Power of Being an Outsider. It's available now wherever you get books. Stacy Spikes is on the program. Hey, guys. Stacy. How are you? Good. How are you? I'm fantastic. 
I was listening to some of you, your podcasts and I was like, oh no, what did I sign up for? <laughs> <laughs> Wait, which one do you listen to? I listened to about six of them. Oh, wow. Um, Ooh, you binged. I did. I did. The last two days I was binging. And, and as I kept binging, I got more and more terrified. <laughs> I was well, like, I'm not ready. Stacy, what I can tell you is you are not going to find an instance of us being rude to anybody. Uh, no, no, you guys are fun. But I was like, oh, my, yeah, we're this is going to be fun. Very nice. <laughs> no, yeah. you guys are. I was I was laughing my ass off. My my daughter goes, Daddy, what time are you going to be home? And I said, well, I have to do it this podcast. And she goes, yeah. oh, really? What's it called? And I went, <laughs> it's WFOD. Um, she's like, really? What do they talk about? I said, it's a nice show. They talk about entertainment stuff. And <laughs> that was a difficult dance trying to explain to my teenage daughter um, yeah, the yeah. show. Tip, tiptoeing around the, <laughs> the thing. Yeah, it's like, uh, that's what I always tell people. If I if anybody ever finds out that uh, in my real life, a podcast, right. uh, it's like, oh, what's that about? Oh, we talk a lot about music lawsuits. That's one thing that we do. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Did you see the show You People yet? No, how is that? It, it was it was really well done. It's just it's just a single movie, I guess you would say, on Netflix. And um, he he wants to he works at a financial office and he wants to leave and do this podcast full time. And his family and friends are kind of like, really, dude, really? That I didn't realize that that's that's what Jonah Hill is. He's trying. To yeah. So Jonah people. Jonah's working at a financial office and. He's kind of keeping it under wraps and I don't want to give too much away, but towards the back end, you know, he's like, screw it. I'm going for it. This whole podcast thing, he's going to quit his job and go for it. And so it's, I was thinking about you guys when, when, uh, <laughs> so if there's one thing I could, uh, if we could consult with the people who wrote that movie <laughs> is that, uh, uh, regular people who have podcasts cannot make a living <laughs> off of them. Oh my God. Those, those houses were so nice, Travis. Yeah. Do you remember that? Remember when Zach Braff, that was that, that short lived Zach Braff show, uh, on ABC. I can't even remember what it was called, but he also had like a very lucrative career yes. wife, wife and a couple of kids. And the whole premise of the show was that he gave all that up to start a podcast yes. company. Like, yes. What yes. delusional world are you living in? The early days. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> you know, the punchline of any entertainment industry joke and what? Quit the quit show business. This is great. You know, it's like <laughs> little do you know. You'll be cleaning up behind elephants. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so. Stacy, you've had a whole bunch of show business jobs. I've been reading your book all day today. Oh wow. Thank you for reading it. It's uh kind of you. I've I've been on a few interviews where they didn't bother doing that. And they're <laughs> asking me these softball questions, and I'm, I'm like, you didn't read this. Well, Mike I, told me I was getting a hardcover copy of that thing sent in the mail, and I haven't seen it, so I have uh -oh. not read. I have not uh -oh. read. Uh oh, Stacy. All right, well, it's Travis. It's coming. Is a, Travis is a snob. He won't read a, a digital copy. I, I'm I'm not. Uh, I like it. I'm not too good yeah. for digital copies. Yeah, I can't. I'm, I'm a, I'm a way through it. Yeah, I'm a I'm a purist. I can't read a book uh, <laughs> on a screen. I'm I'm just not. I'm old enough where I'm set in my ways when it comes to that. It's yeah. like I, I can't watch movies on a laptop. I can't read uh, books on a on a tablet. 
I'm the worst kind. I am all three. I got to have the audio book when I'm running. I like the physical book when I'm at home. And when I travel, I don't want to carry the book. So I have it on my iPad. I'm the worst. So do you have three <laughs> different books or do you have three different copies of the same book that you keep up with? Yeah, the latter. Wow. Yeah. That's, I, I'm, that's if, if there's something I really love, I'm that guy. So when I was reading Dune, um, so I was going through the Dune series. And so literally on each book, I was running to Dune when I was out running in the morning. When I had to go and travel, I didn't want to carry this book that was this big. So I had it on my iPad. But when I was back at home, I wanted the physical book. I wanted it on my bookshelf. Yeah. I had all three. I went through the first four books that way. The publisher is very happy with me. <laughs> I'm about as dumb as they come. They're like, send more people like that. Yeah, him. let's triple dip. Yeah. <laughs> that Got should him. be like a like a thing where they give you the whole package at this point, right? Because I, you know, I I would. I I I like to have multiple. You know, I've got a buddy. He reads books on his phone. I don't know how he can do that. He just turns it sideways and he sits on the train and he reads books on his phone. Well, it, it wasn't an ideal situation, but that's what I did with yours. I was reading it on yeah. my phone, waiting in a, at a, I had my uh, yearly physical today and I was waiting in the, uh, that makes me happy. Did they, Mike. Did they tell you you're going to live Mike? Well, no, my my doctor's terrible. Uh, he doesn't he doesn't pay attention to anything. He just asks me if I need my refills and says uh, uh, I shouldn't eat bread, pasta, or um, what was the other thing? Bread, pasta, or anything fun? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, yeah. Bread yeah. and pasta were the two that I remember because those are the ones that bum me out the most. Yeah, because right. those those are the things that you enjoy in your oh uh, potatoes, sorry, sorry. potatoes. Travis, he said no potatoes. So just, nothing, nothing white. Yeah. No carb starch. No carbs. No, no starch. No, that sounds like a miserable life that I couldn't live. I'm happy, though. It, it makes me happy that you made it to your yearly physical, though. I mean, I know from personal experience, they won't give you your refills on your prescriptions unless you do that. But uh, I feel like it's good for guys like us that are forced to go to the doctor once a year <laughs> instead of choose to go to the doctor <laughs> once a year. Well, I'm on two medications, Travis, and my doctor <laughs> asked me why I'm on both of them, which is a bad sign. Uh-oh. Uh, Isn't he, he the one who prescribed you the medications? No, no. He uh, he took over my good doctor. Uh, my He retired. And he took uh. over, and he's a bad doctor. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah, the other guy is is gave me the prescriptions, and he just refills them. He doesn't ask questions. <laughs> oh, boy. Well, it sounds like you're in better hands now. No, no, I'm not. <laughs> well, at least he's asking you questions. Yeah, that's true. That's true. So, wow. Stacy, are they going to make like a million documentaries about Movie Pass, like they did with a uh, Woodstock '99 and um, Oh my Fire gosh. Festival? Like, I, I would imagine that. Have you been interviewed for some? They got to be coming down the pike. Just one. So the one I'm aware of is the one that Mark Wahlberg is doing with HBO. So I haven't heard of any others. I know some people sniffed around about it, but they didn't come to reality. So I'm aware of one coming. I don't that's know when good, that's a good producer to have and a good platform sure. to have it be released. in. if there's just one. Yeah. So, so it's the same, same team that did McMillions. Oh, Oh, I like that. Yeah. So it's the exact <laughs> same producing team 
unrealistic ideas is the company, Mark Wahlberg's company, great people. They're really, really digging in deep to the details of how things went sideways. So I, I'm really happy with what I've seen and, and the process so far with them. The company went bankrupt, right? Yeah. And yeah. Travis, are you still holding on to your uh, HMNY stocks? Because <laughs> yep. I, st- I, I still, still got have- mine too, Travis. <laughs> I still have Harmony. You can't do anything with it. You can only cash it out. But if I cash it out, it's worth like, is it worth 20, 22 cents? Oh, my gosh. Well, Stacey, we actually oh. thought for a while there that if we just oh. held on to those, we don't know how the stock market works. So we just thought if we held on to those, eventually we'd just be the CEO. No. Um, that's not how it works. Yeah, <laughs> <no. laughs> it's like everybody else. Uh, quit, got fired, is in prison. We're, yeah. we're we'll just own this. Yeah, right? yeah. we have our three hundred penny stocks. We're going to be in there charge you, soon. Right? There you go. Yeah, me and, Mike, no. me, and, me and Michael bust out our laminating machine, and we'll send people a, a membership card in the mail for a low, low price of twenty five dollars. Could you could you just imagine if that's the way things really worked? It goes bankrupt, and people just. Take over. Hey, it's, mine. Know, it's mine. It's mine. Travis, it's like that uh, that Kevin Costner movie where he's the only guy that didn't vote in both of the. <laughs> oh yeah, yep. President, so he automatically has to be on the ballot. Or yeah, be the president or whatever. Like a guy will just land a helicopter in our backyard and be like, "You're the only one you're, still holding on to stock." Yeah, yeah. You're in charge. They're still yeah. they own they owned that building. You guys are gonna have to go take <laughs> you guys go take up uh, residence in those offices because somebody's got to run this thing. <laughs> so Travis, Stacy had the idea and yeah. he was the the one of two guys who founded movie pass and then correct a whole bunch of stuff happened that we kind of know about because it was pretty public and at some point it was like a hostile takeover <laughs> that's a version of it yeah Let's uh, get, let Stacy give his version. You, you want my you want my Cliff Notes version? Yeah, yeah give us yeah. your Cliff Notes version. Okay, okay. So, uh, I've been in a movie exec for a while, and it just dawned on me that it didn't make sense that there wasn't a subscription service for theaters. There was Netflix, there was Spotify, there was Pandora. It was like, what? Why don't we have this right? And um, I kept going around and around and everybody said, nah, you know, it's IMAX or it's going to be recliner seats. Or I said, no, no, subscription is real. It's coming. So I ended up getting this partner, Hamei. Hamei joined me around 2011 and we launched MoviePass. We raised money and then we ground our way for about five, six years, hustling, trying to make it, you know, make it what it was, fighting everybody. And, um, we got a buy offer from HMMY and they had three criterias part of the deal. We were just running up against trying to raise more capital. And it was like, okay, this new capital could really help us get over the hill. So they said, we want you for a period of time to drop the price to $10 a month. Cause it was $30 a month. And just to add a hundred thousand subscribers. And the second thing was, we want you to take movie pass public. And then the third was they they owed us $25 million if we reached this 100000 goal. So we dropped the price to $10 and we reached the 100000 person goal in 48 hours. <laughs> and I said, 
turn it off. This is the greatest day of my life. <laughs> we just hit the lottery. We fulfilled the contract. You owe us $25 million. Close, close the doors because those people are not going to be profitable. So that and was, that was the time when everybody got on, right? When you dropped, that the was the time that, that was the time a hundred thousand people came in the door and then we had a meeting and the meeting went like this. Guys, we need to turn that off. That thing can't make money. I built the plane. It can't fly at $10 a month. She's the spruce goose. If you put it at $10 a month, she's not getting off the water. So then they were like, no, 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 this is great. Look how fast we're growing. Look how many people we're signing up. This is awesome. This is wonderful. No, keep it. And at that point, they had a majority share controlling interest in the company. And so we were adding another quarter of a million people every month and not making money on anything. Yeah. And yeah, I said, subscriber base is great, but not if you're not profiting at all. No, <laughs> no. I said, guys, there's no way for this to ever make money. So the fundamental difference was a few months go by and we're in a board meeting and they said, when we get to 5 million, we're going to be profitable. I said, if 40 million Americans go to the movies at least once a month, you got to get past 40 million people before you're ever going to start to bring on users that, that are going to go less than once a month. They're like, no, 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 your math is wrong. And you don't agree with us. And we think you should be out of the company. And I got an email on January 9th that said, thank you, but your services are no longer needed. You're out of the company. You're off the board. You're out. And that was it. And then the rest of the Hindenburg experience, I watched from the sidelines. Oh. See, it, Travis, I think I remember our reaction to the price drop and, and all the people joining was, I thought for sure it had to be a scam because it was too good of a deal. Like that, that's my initial reaction, Stacey. Yeah, just we, be- we, we privately discussed that, like between us and our friends, like there's no possible way yeah. that either, either this is a complete scam of a service yeah. or these people have no idea what they're doing because it's not possible. Because me and Laura we were going and seeing five and six movies, Travis, and the card kept yeah. working. Right? Yeah. Yeah. It yeah. It, there's no way for it to work. And, it, I, yeah. and, and I we were, saying, we didn't. We, we didn't have some back end deal with with theaters. We were paying full price for this. Were yeah. you supposed to have a deal with theaters? Like, was that the goal, or was it the? Deal? You know, you know, the theaters were the way I when I was CEO. It was a long, slow education process. We would onboard a theater, and we would say, "Here's your attendance before." Here's your attendance over the last 30 or 60 days. Here's the math. We incrementally increased your attendance by X. Mm -hmm. Do you want to do a deal? And then we can make that number go higher. So we, we can drive traffic without, with, with everybody making money. But the thing that I tried to press upon people where Netflix and all of the subscription service focus on, they're focused on frequency. But the movie industry, we started focusing on 
not getting people to come more often, just getting them to spend more when they came. Now, those are two very different things. Right. So you're not saying, how do I get like my daughter and her friends to join and start making movie going a regular part of their their life so they grow up with it? It's how do you get 50-year-olds to buy beer and a meal and do all of this incremental spin, but you're not thinking about your next generation. And that was what we were concerned about. Like, wait, we're going to price ourselves out of the market. You're turning into a Broadway event and you're just going to, what, you're just going to keep the prices going up. You need to focus on frequency and you can do frequency without cannibalizing your Friday and Saturday night. You just have to offer value in off-peak times and in other places, and that's the that's the value proposition we were bringing to the theaters. Your the the best analogy is: imagine you're an airline company and you're flying seven forty sevens, but you only have ten people on them on average because they're only full thirty percent of the time or fifty percent of the time. So. That's not a great business. So you want to fill up all that other capacity. So all we said was, hey, let us fill up that capacity for you. Sure. Offer it at a wholesale price to consumers and they'll go and fill it up. Well, and that's the whole reasoning behind most movie chains now having like $5 Tuesdays, right? Because Tuesday is historically the lowest uh, attended night of the week for movie theaters. And if we can give it to them for five bucks, they'll come in here, they'll buy a bucket of popcorn, they'll have a soda pop because the the movie's cheap. From my understanding, uh, after all these years, is that theaters really don't make a whole lot of money on ticket sales in the first place because all that money goes to the studios. I mean, it was different. 20, 30 years ago when a movie could be in the theater for eight months, nine months, and people would still be coming to see it where they're actually recouping some of those ticket sales. But like I know Disney, I believe, has I think it's went up. But the last time that I saw any info on this was like the first three weeks of any Marvel movie. Disney's getting like 90 percent of those ticket sales and the theater gets 10 percent. So what they're really hinging on is the fact that you're buying that overpriced bucket of popcorn and that overpriced soda pop. Yep. So you 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 better focus on frequency because you're not making enough margin on it on a regular that you got to get into the volume business. So get them to come see the movie two, three, four times because they want to they want to do it. And subscription is the way to get it there. We we increase the average person wherever they are on the spectrum of attendance. They double their behavior when they join MoviePass. So if you go twice a month, you'd go four times a month. Right. Because there's too many incentives now to not go to the theater. There's too many incentives. If you saw a movie and really, really like it, you know, for a fact that sucker is going to hit streaming in two months. So why would I go back and pay the money? Whereas, you know, years ago when there's a new Star Wars movie and I don't mean the newest batch, I mean, the prequels, which are much aligned and I kind of like, uh, (laughs) you know, if you wanted to see that thing five times in the first year, you had to go to the theater five times to see that. movie. Travis, that M. Freegan was out on streaming like less than a month after it dropped you said you went and it, saw it in theater it, and then it was out it on was like a week later but it it was vod though and it was three weeks and it was 20 bucks to to download That's that crazy. sucker so it's not yeah so it's now not now guess crazy. what disney just released today the black panther movie had the highest view ship of any movie that they've dropped. And it was also 82 days from its theatrical window. Mm -hmm. So it's also the furthest one away 
And so they're doing tests too. And the data is kind of coming back that if you really support that theatrical window, you can get a bite of the apple twice. You know, I think, I think they're, they're going to find out that you don't have to give it away so close that you'll, you'll do better if you get, let the theatrical window really have its play. Right. And I think I know that was one of the big fights that uh, Tom Cruise had with uh, Top Gun Maverick. I know they wanted him to do the next Mission Impossible. And he was actually holding out on Paramount because they wanted to stick to the, okay 45 day theatrical and it's going directly to Paramount Plus. And he said, no, no, no. We're not, right. I'm not even going to continue making this Mission Impossible movie for you. If you stick to that, you will let that thing sit in theaters. And it worked. I mean, the power of Tom Cruise, but it worked. It made a shit ton of money. And uh, now it's on Paramount Plus, what, three, four months later? And I saw that movie three times in theaters. And every time I kept hoping Tom would make it over that ridge, even though I saw it before. I go, okay, come on, Tom, you can do this. I knew that I knew this version of the movie. He wasn't going to make it, you know, and uh, you should have went to different. Did you go to different theaters? Yes. yes. (laughs) You know, and you know what I did? Someone asked me probably the coolest question that anybody ever asked me. They said, what's your favorite type of movie theater? Right. Which one? And I said, well, that's like saying, should you listen to jazz in a really big amphitheater? Should you listen to, I said, no, certain movies, like you can't see Avatar on an art house film, right? right? right. But you can't go see, you know, uh, God, want, you know, everything everywhere all at once was a really great film. Um, but it feels like an art house film, like you want to be in an art house theater. And then there's times where you want to be in that middle zone. And I said, it's like listening to different types of music in different venues. The venue and the music kind of go together. And they were like, oh, I never thought of it that way. And I said, absolutely true. You got to feel them in different rooms. Um, when you go, when I went to see Megan, I mean, Megan was so hilarious seeing so that and like 500 people <laughs> laughing. Not it, Megan is a comedy, by the way. Yeah. If oh, you yeah. haven't seen it. It's an, it's an action comedy. It, it, it's an action comedy. And um, it, she takes off where Chucky left off, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, it, you can't see Megan in an art house theater, right? That just wouldn't fit. Right. So, right. Yeah, I saw Megan with my children. Uh, don't judge me. Uh, they were they're uh, 11 and 13. They really wanted to see it. So I took them to a matinee one day. They were off school and uh, we went. I live in a fairly small town. So we have like a, a small chain of movie theaters. I think they own like six of them, but they're all small town movie theaters. But we went on a Monday afternoon thinking, oh, this is going to be fun. It's been a while since we've been to the theater. This should be a fun one to see with a crowd. And uh, we were the only three people yes. in that theater. <laughs> <laughs> on a Monday, now Monday. you see, now you see my point. And, right. and if, if you, you put subscription out there, you can fill places like that up, you know? So Stacy, they ousted you and yeah. then they crashed and burned. Yes. And it was your baby. Yes. So w- was it kind of both great and terrible to watch it crash and burn after they got rid of you. Yeah. You know, it was kind of like, you didn't, you wish you weren't right. I mean, I think secretly (laughs) I wish I was wrong and I still had my stock at the time. It was, it was worth something. 
and you thought, all right, maybe I'm going to be wrong. And this thing's going to be a rocket ship and it's going to print money and they're going to change the world. Okay. I'm happy to be wrong. So I think I would have preferred being wrong and it was successful, but I was right. The math, there's just no way right. to make a lead balloon fly. Especially holding on to that stock, right? Like, it was like, please, My, please prove me everything, wrong. <laughs> everything vaporized in a matter of months, as we all know. Yeah. It just, it, it vanished. And that was stock that, you know, I've been working on for seven or eight years. And so vanished, gone, nothing. It's got to be somewhat like having, like having a child and putting all of your, you know, like putting, putting all of yourself into this thing and trying to make it the most successful thing that you can try to make it live a good life. And then, you know, the child like kind of abandons you and then goes and torpedoes their life. It's got to feel just a tinge like that. I, I would say it's more like, you know, a nice revenge movie where someone kidnapped your kid and then you, you, you put on some war paint and go, go fly to Europe and you're going to get your kid back. You know, it's, I'd say it's more like that. Because more like it that. Was, yeah. It was like, nah, we're yeah, not like going to let the, we're not going to let the movie in like this. There's no freaking way. Like an unlimited supply of uh, ammunition, like uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger and uh, commando. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, there's so many of those movies where the, the dad is really pissed off and he's, they didn't know he was uh, a Marine or something. And he's, they messed with the wrong guy with the wrong kid. They didn't know what they were looking out for. It so. sounds like a taken to me, Travis. Exactly. Exactly. So, Stacey, you're back in charge, right? You you yep. bought the company back? Yeah. So when it went up for auction by some weird miracle, I think that people, when HMMY went up for auction, people maybe didn't realize the MoviePass brand was going up for auction and nothing happened during the auction. And believe it or not, the producers, one of the producers on the documentary said, hey, we just talked to the bankruptcy courts and they said they didn't get a bid on on HMMY in the auction. I said, well, wait, movie passes in that in that auction. They're like, yeah, that and movie. Nobody phone. bid on it. No. And so I think I think it snuck by and no one realized it. So I called them up and I put in a bid. And you have to wait 21 days and they actually have to post your publicly post your bid for any competitive bids. Hmm. And I think anybody who was looking at it was really looking at it to just maybe go get the data. And they weren't selling the data. They, they were like, no, you, you can just buy the brand. Oh, you, um, so you don't you can buy the, the, the email addresses and the. You, you No, you can buy the brand and you can buy the. Um, the app, you know, and the okay. trademark and the name, but that's it. That's all you get. And uh, to, so to other people, it maybe didn't have the value that I felt the brand had. I, I think that people still loved it. And so what got me was I kept seeing TikTok videos and I kept seeing Instagram posts where people were making videos about wishing MoviePass came back because we were all in COVID, right? Right. And um, it was like, wow, people are still talking about MoviePass two years later and wanting it to come back and they want to get out of their house and they just want to go to the movies again. And then I put in the bid and I, I said, let's just go for it. If we get it, 
then we're supposed to get it and try it again. And that's what happened. So they must have had plenty of other holdings besides you trying to get movie ba- pass back, right? Like, I mean, they didn't, whoever was auctioning off HMNY, they, they, they didn't try to split it off at all. It was just like the one big bucket and here it goes. No, they, the, so it's kind of like, imagine you're going to have a, um, a state sale and here's the house and then here's what's inside of the house. And so there was HMNY. There was movie pass. They had bought movie phone. And then there was like movie pass ventures kind of thing. And they were going to go make movies and they were going to do an airline. And so I just said, I want this, just this entity right here. What I created, I don't want any of the other stuff. And that's what I bought back. Well, I bought the, the the core movie pass. The congratulations. One that, that's it's awesome that you got that back. Yeah, thank you. So thank you. I guess the big question is Movie Pass is a brand that everyone has heard of. Yeah. They said that gen- roughly fifty percent of all moviegoers north of a hundred million people are aware of the brand. Sure. So I, I mean that is valuable, but at the same time, like it's kind of got negative connotations because of the way it kind of ended. So like, yeah, is the, the thing, you know, no press is bad press. <laughs> Travis, is that like, a- yeah. How do you, how do you come back from the tarnished? Yeah. So I think that's a great question, Mike. Thank you for, for that lead in. So I'm a guy who does things by the numbers. So what we did was we said, okay, we're going to get this asset back. And then we're basically going to do a listening tour. And if we're wrong, we just ate the money. But if we're right, we're going to go for it. And so we took polling and we did more than 2000 people and said, what do you think of the movie pass brand? And asked a series of questions. Then we did an entire tour with movie theaters. We went to NATO, National Association of Theater Owners. We went to ICA, Independent Cinema Alliance. Um, and we sat in front of audiences of these theater owners and asked them questions. Then we went to all of the studios. And it took us about 90 days to do all of this. Um, from I bought it in November. So November, December, and then January. That's all we did. And it came back unanimous. All of the consumers were like, bring it back. All of the theaters were like, bring it back. And remember, this is 2020, end of 2021. So everybody's hurting from COVID. And then all of the studios were like, bring it back. And there wasn't, there was more complaints about HMMY, I lost my money. What are you going to do about that? Which there was nothing we could do. We couldn't, we couldn't, there was just nothing we could do. We were like, I'm in the same boat you're in. I lost too. So why don't we all liked it? Let's go build it back. And we found there were two camps. There were people who kind of came to it and were just like, screw this. I'm on the bus. These guys are going to lose their shirt and I'm going. Um, And then there were real movie lovers who, really liked going to theaters and thought this was a good idea. Hence AMC Regal and Cinemark, you know, and others have mimicked what we built. And so 
they liked it. They're like, yeah, I'd rather one subscription service that I can go wherever I want. And we found 75% of people said, I want one subscription service. I don't want to have to have four or five. Sure. So what I'm getting from that explanation is that you're not going to buy my HMNY stocks back. <laughs> as cheap as they are, I might as well. Mike, Mike told me we were having you on and that we were going to get our shares bought out. 30, yeah, 30 but cents, I, I can do that. I can buy all of you guys stock for a dollar. <laughs> yeah, that is very, very true. Actually, Travis, if he gave us a dollar, that would be a pretty good deal. That's a, yeah, we'd be coming out ahead. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's awesome. You know, and it's funny that you say that when you're talking about people wanting one subscription service, you know, we've gone, we've gone so far in the opposite direction. You, you know, remember when people complained about paying, you know, like even just like for home entertainment, it's like, Oh, I got to pay for this subscription service for direct TV, or I got to right. pay my cable company. If only, if only we could get it all a cart. Well, here yeah. we are five plus years later and there's so much damn a la carte. Right. That now you're paying more money than you were in the first place, and you That's still right. you still if they got can only bundle all of these things together, Travis, and right. put it in like yeah, only there was a way. You know, you know the unique part about the movie industry, which is different than streaming. On the streaming channels, they're never showing the same thing. That's true. But the movie theaters are all showing the same thing, yeah. right? At the same time. And that's the that's kind of how we see it in the marketplace is there's going to be two types of consumers. One that says, I'm only going to go to this one theater circuit, so I'm going to subscribe with them. Or like most people, they want to go see the art house over here. They want to see the IMAX over there. They want to see Megan over here. And we find that they want to go multiple places, and that's our place in the marketplace. And that's what we felt that was a reason to come back. Well, and not only that, Stacey, I mean, people travel, right? They go yeah. out of town for the weekend. They're in a different town. Like, you know, maybe your theater that you have in, in your hometown is not where you are for the weekend, but you want to see a movie with the wife because you guys yeah. are doing whatever. Like, it's nice to be able to have that portability, you know, in your in your pocket. Uh, and, and and really, movie pass would be a really good incentive. I know I used to go to the movie theaters all the time pre pre COVID and then COVID hit. And I think I've been seriously, I think I've been back to, to the theater maybe three or four times right. since then, which is, uh, is a killer to me because we used yeah. to love the experience and it just became like a normal thing not to go to go right to the theater, just sit at home and stream. Like, but I would like to have an incentive to go and make it more, make it watching a movie be more of an event again. Yeah, I mean, most people, so during recessions, cinema does great um, because it's still, people don't know this. This is a fact that I found out. Movie going is still the number one out of home entertainment in the world. And that people go to movies more than sporting events, music events, and uh, amusement parks combined. Isn't that crazy? Is that true? Like we don't we don't ever sit there and think. So you think baseball's over? You think football's <laughs> coming to an end? How about <laughs> how about that Taylor Swift concert? Right? Come on, you can just listen to it on Spotify. And but no, the reality is we like movie movie going is the live event of the movie industry. Cinema is a live event. It's the live concert. Um, and we love seeing it in, you know, did I, 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 the one that really recently I was like, besides Megan 
was seeing Parasite. Did you guys see Parasite? I still haven't seen it, no. Oh, my God. Like, watching Parasite with an audience was insane. I mean, it was, there's just such good stuff that you can't, it's not the same when you are just sitting at home. Is that the Korean one? Parasite? Yes, yes. One of the most amazing experiences I have, and I know it's very divisive, you know, and I've been a Star Wars fan since I was four years old, but when The Last Jedi came out and, you know, you're watching the movie, everything's Star Warsy. it's good, I'm really enjoying it, but when uh, that one captain who was friend with Leia took and turned that spaceship around and and used the hyperspace as like a suicide mission, right? the theater, and me too, like it it came out of my chest, I like couldn't help myself but to like gasp and the entire theater just like lost their shit because nobody had ever thought to use like hyperspace as like a weapon before right the place like lost their mind and that's that's something that you cannot you cannot get that in a home viewing yeah you you just can't it's it i i tell people all the time go to a soccer match and then watch it on tv (laughs) it's not the same thing i don't care how much you try it's not the same. And that's no. that's the thing about cinema. Cinema has a special place. It's just awesome. Yeah, there's certain movies that, yeah, okay, you can watch them at home, but then there's some that just they beg to be seen with a with a crowd of people experiencing the same thing at once. That's it's like right. a it's like a comedy show. Yeah. There's 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 no there, there's nothing like seeing live comedy in a group in a room full of people who are all laughing and enjoying it. And then you watch a comedy special at home and it's like, yeah, it's funny, but yeah. it's just not it's not the same thing. And, and and there's a nervousness when you're at a comedy show that the comedian might turn on you next. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, it was one of the one of the first experiences uh, the wife and I had uh, when we were dating is we had went out of town and went to a comedy show and we made the mistake of getting a table right up front and no. we, we we had not said. Uh, I love you yet. We were still in the early stages of dating and the comedian singled us out, started talking and, you know, obviously said, oh, have you said I love you yet? And it was like the worst. <laughs> it was the worst thing that ever happened. <laughs> and and Travis, you haven't been to a comedy show since. <laughs> yeah, right. We're done. Yeah, we bowed, we bowed off comedy shows. Exactly. Like, you want to watch Bill Burr? You're going to watch him on Netflix. <laughs> right. <laughs> Uh, Stacey, you've been, you've been very generous with your time. I, I have to ask you about working yeah. at Merrimax. Oh, wow. Yes. So you, All right. You ask were away. working in music, and then yeah. you took a job working for the Weinsteins. Yeah. That was like your first foray into film. C- cinema, yeah. And I got the vibe that you didn't like it very much. You didn't enjoy working <laughs> for the, the Weinsteins. They were... Uh, they were a tough guy. I, look, coming from the music industry was crazy, right? Yeah. I, I had my share of crazy bosses, um, swimming with sharks and all those other fun movies. You know, it's the entertainment industry. People people want to be known for their exuberance and their sure. madmen, you know. But, oh, my God, when I got to Miramax, it was another level of insanity. And... um there's a story in the book. It's a true story. And uh, please buy the book and read it. It's much better than what I'm about to try and say. <laughs> Guys, the book is great. Uh, a Black <laughs> Founder, The Hidden Power of Being an Outsider. It's in bookstores now. Uh, yes. So it, it's really funny, but uh, working with Bob and Harvey, and these guys were just ruthless. They were maniacal. They gave me my shot. I'm, I'm, I, I will thank them for that. But... Um, and 
at one point, I swear to you, I just decided I couldn't take this anymore. And I decided I was going to kill Bob Weinstein. <laughs> I, 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 I mentally made the decision. And so I was working on train spotting and um, I was doing train spotting and all of the marketing. And I had helped set up this live concert with Iggy Pop and this tie in with the movie. And it, I just I had outdone myself. It's awesome. You're living the dream. I'm living the dream. And and Bob says, what radio station is the King Biscuit Flower Hour on in New York? And I go, I've got the list right on my desk. I'll go get it. He goes, you don't know. You don't know. Get out of my office. You disgust me. So I went back to my office and I decided that's it. I'm going to kill Bob Weinstein. I don't care. I'm going to spend the rest of my life in jail. It's okay. <laughs> and I called one of my buddies to tell him what I was going to do. I wanted them to know it was premeditated. I wanted them to know I planned the whole thing out. I was going to do it with a big pen. Gonna, and my buddy says, with a pen? I was going to kill your... him with a pen. <laughs> was that, yep. was that like poetic in some way? Was it? It was just going to be Pulp Fiction-ish. Yeah. Right. It was just going to be so from the I, studio that bought you I, Pulp Fiction, I, Bob. I, 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 I made my mind up and I called one of my buddies because I just wanted him to be able to call my family afterwards, let them know I love them, but I'm doing this. He says to me, did you eat today yet? I said, what does that have to do with the fact that I'm going to kill Bob? He said, I tell you what, eat a sandwich get a soda, get some chips. And then if you still want to kill Bob, go ahead. I went and ate the sandwich and Bob is still alive. So. <laughs> it's like that Snickers commercial, Travis. <laughs> yes, yes, yeah, right. <laughs> so we, we have the, uh, we have a deli down in Tribeca who's responsible for saving Bob's life. Cause I was, I was done. I was Stacy. Eat a sandwich. Why? Because <laughs> you turn into a murderous studio executive guy when you don't eat. Yeah, it's like dangerous, dangerous. You know, glucose levels. I was, I come, true story. I, I, I was like, that's it. Nope, I'm doing it. That I'm is some it. really good advice in the book, Stacy. Is to yeah, eat a sandwich. Eat a sandwich and think yes. it over. Yeah, uh, wow. It's true. And here, Stacy is. Uh, Owning movie pass once again and not in prison forever. No, no. I I, I thank my friend to this day for uh, that smart piece of advice. Go eat a sandwich. Yeah, I think Bob uh, Bob Weinstein should uh, maybe write him a note saying thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, the book it's called uh, Black Founder: The Hidden Power of Being an Outsider. Uh, it's available in bookstores now. Where should I send people, Stacey? Amazon is that? Amazon, Barnes and Noble. And if you're like me and you like to read three different versions of the book, I won't be mad at you. You know, <laughs> if you want to if you want to hear my my uh, my baritone reading of the book, you can hear it's me. And uh, you can also hold the book to see if you get the audio book. You won't have the pictures. See, and you want the pictures of the inside. So you need that. And then when you're flying on the plane and there's those chapters, you just want to go back through. You can have it on the iPad too. Perfect. You, you guys used to buy How's that Mike. You Mike, guys, did, you, they, did I, did I, <laughs> good Travis, did I sell that? Well, hundred yeah, percent. I mean, the three pack, 
Listeners, you guys used to buy uh, Blu-ray slash DVD slash digital copies. Buy the three-pack from, from Stacy. <laughs> We're going for the bestseller list, so you guys help us out here. Where can people find you online? Are you on Twitter, social media, any of that? I, I am on Twitter. I am on LinkedIn. Uh, I'm at stacyspikes.com. I'm easy to find. Man, it, it was it was a lot of fun talking to you, man. Uh, yeah, you guys are great. I was I was terrified. I was like, you don't need. To oh be my terrified. god! No, you guys <laughs> yeah. are sweethearts. This was a blast. <laughs> I, I still have to. My daughter, she's a, a a big fan. She's a daddy's fan, and I I just don't know how I'm gonna let her ever hear about your show because. Uh, <laughs> You're gonna have to scrub the internet. We'll put a <laughs> we'll put a timestamp in there. We'll get yeah. We'll we'll set we'll send you the one, the specific episode where you can just exactly. give her the MP3. We'll we'll try to make the uh, surrounding content uh, uh, PG thirteen. <laughs> exactly. Uh, we'd love to do it again sometime, Stacey. It was a pleasure talking to you, man. Me too. We we should dive into movies next time. Yeah, we should get great. get even further into it. I mean, guys, it. thank you so much. I really appreciate it. Thanks, Thanks Stacy. Stacey. Good luck going forward. Thank you, Trevor. That was fun. That was super fun. Yeah, he, I really like. I really like him. A good guy. I like. We just bullshitted with him for forty minutes. Like, uh, yeah, wasn't expect. <laughs> I mean, it's kind of weird when you get the CEO of a company you've heard of that's just like, "Hey, yeah, let's just talk for forty minutes about yeah." Nothing. And then also, oh yeah, I binged like six hours of uh, your content and was really nervous to talk to you guys. Right. Like, <laughs> nervous to talk to us for? Just say no. I do. I do like the yeah, no shit. <laughs> like plenty of other people. No, I do like the uh, fact that he had to tiptoe around explaining what he was doing tonight to his uh, teenage daughter. <laughs> you know, it's like uh, WFOD show. Uh, Travis, how so. come they do they not do uh uh? subscription services with like laundry like a laundry subscription service i would i would assume that there is at your local probably at your local dry cleaners there's probably a package that you can buy where you can bring your clothes in so many times in a in a month as opposed to doing like one-off coin ops like wouldn't you want to get people like get the card and be loyal to you can i be completely honest i am you know being the hustling man that i am uh i've been trying to look uh for passive business ideas and you know obviously one of them that's huge is storage units i actually have the gal who cuts my hair her and her husband bought uh some property that had a storage oh unit on like there. a storage like, unit auctions travis yeah yeah but i want to buy like i just would like to own storage facilities because it's like the most passive income you can have you know you you collect a check you give people a you know here it is we slap a lock on it you know oh you have good to make to go. so many collection calls travis it's a pain and, in the but, ass it, Right. It is and it is a pain in the ass, but then you know, you have all their shit if yeah. they don't uh if they don't pay you for a month or something, and that's fine. Um uh, but laundromat is actually one that I've actually been looking into. Um there is a couple of them here in town, and again, I live in a small town, but uh it just seems like a no-brainer. You hire some service that, you know, once your shit breaks down, you send them in there and they fix it, and otherwise people just keep plug in quarters into your uh your washing machines to 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 clean their their shitty bed sheets terms what about like it would have to be like an amazon or something i would imagine do like a box that you put your dirty laundry in and they come and pick it up launder it for you bring it back and so like whatever's in the box we're gonna wash it for you and bring it back that's gotta be a thing that exists isn't it it should be if it isn't 
Like uh, just it have makes like sense. mail order laundry. You pay a monthly fee. Somebody comes, they picks up pick up your laundry once a week, like the trash. Uh, you yeah. set it on your porch. Uh, I would imagine that there would probably be skeeved out people that would be like, uh, "Oh, I don't want these creepos sniffing my stuff," or uh, you know, whatever. But who who cares? They're what, cleaning it. I, I mean, like the 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 shred people. They have boxes that have locks on them, right? And then right. you know, maybe uh, you just give them some uh, security theater to be like, "Hey, mm-hmm. you know, nobody's getting into your laundry." Yeah, the guy who picks up your laundry is not going to be able to wear it on the way back to the laundry We're going to stick it facility. right in our laundry machine. We're going to wash it. We're mm-hmm. going to dry it. We're going to bring it back to you. And yeah. you it's, could pay upgrades to have it folded. You could have pay upgrades to have it laundered and or, or uh, ironed and returned to you on a hanger or something. Yeah. Uh, it, it, why is this not a thing yet, Travis? Well, commercially it is. I know commercially it is because a lot of businesses who have like uniform, oh, sure. uniform yeah. services and yeah. things, they'll come pick up the soiled shit, take it back, bring the stuff from last week that's clean, and then, you know, they keep going back I and mean, forth. So you would think that it's a no-brainer to, if it's not a, 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 a consumer uh, service, that it uh, it definitely would be. I mean, I have a washer and dryer. I live in a house. But there's millions of people who live in an apartment that go to coin-op laundry, and it probably there's sucks. Only- Right. There's only one reason that a town of what I think my town has got 19,000 people in it. There's only one reason that there would be three actual coin op laundry mats. And it's because plenty of people don't have washing machines or something goes wrong. Right. Like we've had we've been in this house for uh, God since 2005, almost 20 years. Not quite. But I mean, we've had uh, times when something happened with a washing machine or something happened with the dryer and I had to order a part to fix the damn thing. You have to go to the laundromat you know, once or something. It's like everybody eventually makes a trip to the, to the laundromat. Uh, Travis, my pick of the week, uh, there's this uh, garbage television program on NBC called the wheel uh, where uh, it's just like a trivia game show and it's stupid. And like, you should just watch it if you have nothing else to watch, but uh we've been enjoying it we've been it's like and the the trivia questions they're all really easy so you feel really smart travis oh perfect like i i don't think there's been hardly any trivia questions on the wheel that i didn't know but like these people are like i'm gonna guess on this one like you don't know that that's really easy so it's not like Jeopardy where you're like, God damn it how would i ever know that no all the questions are easy and they have like a uh uh, a wheel of celebrities sitting in like the voice chairs, like uh, they had Mark Sanchez on the other night. Travis, he was one of the oh, NFL what a get. experts. I know, right? What a get. And so they just spin the wheel, and then like the celebrity helps you answer the question. Oh, um, you get so it's like your lifeline. You're so you get assigned a celebrity. Well, so the wheel is split into like six categories, and you have to clear all the categories. And each celebrity is an expert in their category. So can you only use a celebrity one time or do you have them the whole game? Well, so each round the wheel spins and lands on one of the celebrity and then they'll help you answer the question. If you land on the celebrity who is the expert on the topic that you picked, it's double. But you don't always. Sometimes you like get Christina Ricci to ask about WWE instead of the Miz, Travis. And Christina Ricci doesn't know about the WWE. Which is a shame because she seems like she would really enjoy the WWE. Right. 
but it, no, it's it's a fun show. Uh, if it's on television, you ain't got nothing else to do. Watch it. That's a, my pick of the. It's not a great pick of the week, Travis. Uh, so this is some. <clears throat> this is something Thunder. you're going to be really really into for about three weeks yeah and then when we ask you about it and in, in like a month you're gonna be like oh that yeah sucks. Now i'll be over saying. it uh stacy's <laughs> book is actually a lot of fun travis it, it's it's kind of being marketed as like a uh business thing it's not so much a business thing it's just like his crazy story i mean like he he worked at a couple of different record labels he worked at uh motown records and then sony records then we went to miramax and then another film company headhunted him after he wanted to murder Bob Weinstein. And then he had this crazy idea about movie pass and started his own thing. So it's, it's good. It's interesting. So uh, I'm going to read it when it comes to the mail. And uh, then we're going to have Stacy back on and he's going to teach me how to be ambitious and make some money. Cause uh, I think we ought to pitch him this laundry idea, Travis, the Netflix of laundry. Hey, listen, he's a movie fan. Next time he's on, we're pitching him Concrete Jungle. Oh, shit. You know, Movie Pass, they made we, that Gotti movie, Travis. They'll make our Tiger movie. We needed to uh, get to know him first, to uh, introduce ourselves, make make him feel comfortable with us and not be terrified of us. Don't start and uh, next time we talk, we're good buddies, and uh, we'll pitch him our uh, Giant Tiger movie. I got starring his cell Richard phone Dreyfuss number, Travis. I'm just going to start texting him. Like, hey, hey, guy. Hey, guy. Got this idea Remember, about laundry yeah. and big hey, tigers. Oh, you don't like the laundry thing? Well, guess what? We got a outline for a giant tiger movie. <laughs> what do you think about that? Travis, pick you a win? Oh, shit, dude. I've been having such a hard time consuming media lately. Like, I just sit in front of my streaming services and click left 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 then home because i'm like nothing's on here so that's I guess your I'm, entertainment now is just to look at all the it's box just art? it's just the it's like the bullshit you used to do with like cable and satellite where you just yeah. like click through the channels you're like dang fucking nothing on here uh i guess the closest thing that i could say would be a pick of the week uh that i actually really uh, thoroughly enjoyed uh was a three-part netflix documentary series uh the most hated man on the internet oh i have Uh, that to watch but i haven't watched it yet it's actually really good i will warn you the subject of uh said documentary series you will be furious you will say (laughs) this guy how this guy is the worst person that exists and I wanted to look it up while we were watching it, but I was seriously hoping that the end of the show was going to say that he was dead because uh, he's such a vile, disgusting piece of shit that you just were like, God, this is not going to be satisfying unless this dude is just fucking dead. Travis, just I dead. saw something on Netflix about uh, an old lady that left all her money to a dog. And it's a it's a series about a dog that's oh, a millionaire. Yeah. I, I saw that, that as- one too. Yeah, I want to watch that too. I just uh, you you brought up the uh, Pez Outlaw, I believe, uh, an episode or so back. Uh, that was very entertaining, but uh, nothing really got me as much as this. Uh, the most hated man on the internet. It's been on streaming for probably a good solid year, and I just never got around yeah. to it. And we finally watched There's it this too weekend. Much stuff, and it's, uh, it's, it's too much shit, and I think I'm interested in it. And then I put it in my list, and then I'm like, I don't want to fucking watch that. <laughs> and then I finally am like, I got to clear some of this bullshit out of my watch list, and then I watch it, and then it's like, oh, yeah, that's pretty good. Guys, we did it. Um, Travis, I think we should do another one pretty soon because we're having a lot of fun. Uh, yeah, I mean, getting on here. And, and I would hope that we're having. Buddy. 
we're having fun doing it. I hope you're having fun listening to it. Uh, Tell a friend. at White Bad Audio for the music used in this podcast. Thank you for listening to this installment of WFOD. Operation is 100% independent, so your support is appreciated. Tell a friend, share a link, leave a review, be sure to subscribe because we don't want you to miss the next one. Visit WFODshow.com for links to blogs, bits, our Discord server, and our Patreon where you can support the show for as little as $1 per month. Thank you to our current supporters, Jay Adson, Rabbit Poundings, Brian Kranz, and Liquid Lozenge. We will return before you know it, but really, we're never gone. Take care. Oh, it's over.